Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Many of us are really defined by our work in the world, by what we do, what we do, the work of our hands, Maaseya Deinu. And in fact, so often the first question someone asks us when meeting us for the first time is, what do you do? What do you do? Not who are you, or what's most important to you, or what are you passionate about, but what do you do? What do you do? And unfortunately, many people in the world are not passionate about the work they do. It's a means, a means to provide for a family or to... Uh, have the means to do what we want to do in the world. So work is a very interesting and complex concept, of course. And here we are in the Torah with the the classic notion of, of kind of holy work, sacred work. One of the Hebrew words for work that we have here is malacha. Malacha. The specific types of labor that are present in the in the building of this this Mishkan. Yes, we're still building. We're still building this tabernacle. In fact, we've really only just started building. The Torah has presented the blueprint, if you like, the instruction book. This extraordinary image of of Moses being shown the finished product up on the mountain and then having to translate it down into the into the artists and to the community. And now this week, uh, we're really building and completing, in fact, completing this this project. The whole community, or at least everybody who has a a generous heart, everyone who has a generous heart, participates in this project. And there's a, a sense of us being wise-hearted, hachamlev. It's uh, it's very powerful, and and there's this idea that actually malacha, this type of work, is somehow connected to all the work that we do in our lives. Somehow this this project, the intensity of this particular project is connected to to work as, as, a, con, as a concept. But you know what, the, the portion begins, this portion of Vayakel, Vayakel, Moses gathered the whole community, Kehila, Kihila comes from that root, the idea of a kihila kedoshar, a sacred community, a holy community. Moses gathered the community together in order to start this process of building. But the first thing he says to them is stop. Stop building. Because there's this reminder of the importance of keeping Shabbat, of not working on Shabbat, of not working on Shabbat, of resting of renewing, of refreshing, of re-ensouling ourselves. As if to say that however sacred the work that we're doing is, however important the work, however urgent the work is that we're doing, we really need the blessing of a rhythm of time that makes that work possible, that makes that work whole. In order to really understand the full nature of our work, we need a built-in pause from that work. Shabbat. Shabbat. 
Shabbos. <laughs> and really, the, the essence of Shabbat is, uh, from a classic rabbinic point of view, is refra- refraining from a, a very particular group of prescribed labors, called the Malachot, after the kind of labors that are, that are in this story. The rabbis derive from this process of building 39 types of labor that all have derivatives of other things that we do in the world. So it might not be particularly work. Some people sometimes say to me, you know, you're a rabbi, you're always working on Shabbat. I thought we're not supposed to work on Shabbat. It's not the kind of work that a rabbi does on Shabbat, which is teaching Torah, hopefully, and, and studying and being with community, is, is not work in that sense. Work is defined as as, as cre- the creative type of work that was involved in, in making this particular building. Yes, it's true that in most professions we, we stop working on Shabbat, but there's a sense that Malachi is something else. So we stop. We stop. In order to really deeply reflect on what the purpose of our work might be in the world, we need to step back from it. Like, a, like an artist stepping back from a, from a canvas to, to look at the, the wholeness of the work from a distance. That's, that's what Shabbat is like. In fact, talking of artists, the, the artist-in-chief of this project is, is mentioned for the second time here, uh, Betzalel. Betzalel is his name. And Betzalel, the name means in the in the shadow, in the in the shade of God. Betzalel, in the shadow of God. And Betzalel is described as having these three types of of, of wisdom: Chokma, which usually is translated as wisdom; uh, Tvuna, which is often translated as understanding; and Daat, which is often translated as knowledge. So wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, these three concepts. But the, uh, the commentator Rashi describes them so beautifully. He, he says that chokhmah is the wisdom that we, that we learn from others. We have to be able to learn from other people, whether we're craftsmen and artists or whatever it is we do in the world. We have to learn our trade, learn our profession from, from those who've come before us, from our teachers. And we, so that's the kind of knowledge that we, that, that we learn, the kind of wisdom that we learn, according to Rashi. And the, the Tfuna, he says, which is connected to, to Bina, which is the ability to, to discern, to distinguish between things. The Tfuna is about being able to process information through our own hearts and being able to interpret the world with our own intuition, our own instinct, our own ability to to bring uh, new awareness and new creativity to old wisdom. That's the Tfuna. And then the, the Da'at, says Rashi, the Da'at uh, is Ruach HaKodesh, is divine inspiration. Literally, Ruach is wind or spirit, but Ruach HaKodesh, a holy kind of inspiration that comes. And so, but Salel is the, as I said, is the artist-in-chief, but really, in a sense, I was thinking the other day, you know, where um, Carl Jung would say that in our dreams, like every character that appears in our dreams, is really an aspect of ourself. I think the same is true of the of the Torah. Really, we find the ways in which we are 
Moses and the ways in which we're Aaron and the way in which we're the, the people who rebel and the ways in which we are but Salah, the artist in chief. And so we are all endowed perhaps with different qualities of, of, of wisdom and knowledge and understanding that enable us to do what we, what we do in the world. And so that's the kind of malacha, the work, the work, whatever our actual work is, whatever the actual work is we're doing, we're all connected to this, this artistry, this creativity. Some of us right now are feeling so called to be activists. Others are being, you know, are artists. Others are, you know, are, are just doing essential work that keeps this world going. And whatever it is that we're doing, it, it, it needs to be endowed with that, that sense of, of what we learn from others, what we intuit to ourselves, and what comes from some higher, higher source. And, again, whatever it is we do, we need to build in that, that, that rest. Shabbat is, is such a powerful gift. It's such a powerful gift, and it's, it's so significant that while this community are, are all engaged, all engaged with this, this project, that they are being reminded again and again to step back from it and to allow the observance of Shabbat. This week we're actually reading a double, a double portion, a double parsha, Vayakel, and also Pekudei. And Pekudei is the end, the end of the book, the end of the second book of Torah, the end of Shemot, Exodus. You know, when I started doing this, this podcast, The Dash of Drash, I started as we were ending the first book of Torah, as we ended Bereshit Genesis. And so here again, we're going to this Shabbat, God willing, we're gonna we're gonna say again those those words, Chazak, Chazak, Chazek, as we end the book, like renewing ourselves and strengthening ourselves as we make that transition from one book to the other. So after after the engagement of community, the reminder of Shabbat, then we have the actual completion of the work. The work is complete. People have just shown up. It's unbelievable. At a certain point, Moshe actually has to say to the people, okay, enough, enough, enough. You brought enough. Your contributions have exceeded what we actually need. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that kind of generosity of spirit that they have more than they need to complete the project? And then when it's, when it's complete, there's, Moses gives the people a, a bracha, a blessing. He says, you know, may the, the works of your hands be rewarded made the works of you I mean it doesn't is the Torah doesn't actually say what he blessed them with but we, we imagine him and Rashi imagines him using these kind of verses of blessing the work of their hands and then and then we're told that on the uh, on the first the first day of the first month which is actually the month of Nisan which is starting next week on the first day of the first month it was complete it was actually complete the Mishkan, the tabernacle, was, was finished. And then there is this immensely powerful moment in the detail, the detail of the description of every single part, every hook and every, every pole, every piece of fabric, the quality of the, of the, of the wash basin with which the, 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 the Kohanim and the Levi'im, Aaron and Moses, washed their hands and washed their feet. The, the the quality the material of the of the mizbeach, the altar, 
the outer courtyard, the whole, I mean, everything is described in such elaborate detail, and it's finished. It's finished. You, know, you imagine that moment of completion. You know, we all have uh, had experiences of working on, on, on massive projects that have occupied us for, for so long, and then suddenly there's that moment of it's complete, it's finished. And then this, this absolutely extraordinary moment where once it's complete, God's presence fills that space, and this is where, by the way, this is where the, the book ends, that God's presence fills that space so much that Moses can't get inside. It says, the Torah actually says that Moses can't get inside. There's no space for him. He has led the community in building this project, and then when it's complete, God fills up the space. It seems so strange, because when it was first when the instructions first came down there was a sense that God was really going to dwell among the people and yet this, this space is occupied a very very mysterious notion and it kind of links into the into the into the beginning of the third book where which is called Vayikra in Hebrew and he called him he called him Vayikra and that call which is um, traditionally written with a very small aleph at the end of the word is this sense that God is, is calling Moshe to make himself small so that he can get into the space. We can't, we, can't, we have to, like, in order to really uh, recognize the quality of the work that we've done in this world and that we continue to do in this world, the contributions that we each make in this world, we somehow need to get our egos out of that picture and step back and look at the immensity and the, and the beauty of what it is we've done. But, uh, but it's not about us. It's not about Moses. It's not about Moses, even though he was shown that blueprint at the top of the mountain and he communicated the vision and enabled it to be created by community. It's not ultimately about him. And so this extraordinary moment, and then, and then it says, as, as the book ends, it says that there's this anan, this cloud of glory that, that hovers over that hovers over the, the Mishkan. And remember, the, the tabernacle, the Mishkan, was, a, was portable. It was something that would be moved and it would be taken down and, 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 and re-erected each time they, they moved to a different camp because they're still wandering in the, in the desert. And, and the Torah tells us that uh, whenever the, the cloud was hovering over the Mishkan, they knew that they would stay. They would stay. It was in that particular camp. But as soon as it moved... And it says that the, all, the whole community would see see it moving. They would know that it was time to, to move to another camp. And there was always a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. I mean, extraordinary. Like, we, we so, our lives are so often defined by, by not knowing when the right time to move on is, by, by feeling stuck sometimes. And is it time to go? Is it time to stay? I don't know. But just imagine having that, those clear signals that you can't argue with, that are just right there, tangible. Um, I don't think many of us live like that. So the blessing really of this double whammy Parsha that ends our book is recognizing that our contributions in this world are so important and so valued and so valuable and that each one of us 
has a unique gift to bring and that we are all together in this together in this building together in creating community together in helping to to heal and repair this world and that whatever it is we're doing however important however essential the piece of the puzzle that we carry we have to be able to also rest and step back from it and then when the work is complete and we know that the the work is never complete you know in Pirkei Avot it says Lo alecha hamlacha ligmo Lo alecha hamlacha ligmo you are it's it's not on you to to finish to finish the work the malacha it's not on you to finish the work but you are not free to to desist from it to not even start it or to negate it or walk away from it sometimes it feels like the enormity of the task is so overwhelming that we just sort of go oh i can't do it it's too much it's too much but you know lo ben chorin lo bat chorin you're not free you're not a free person just to say i'm throw up your hands in the air and say i'm not doing it we all have to do it that was a a song i grew up with in in youth movement that many of you know lo alecham lakhalikmo lo alecham lakhalikmo lo alecham lakhalikmo lo alecham lakhalikmo lo we don't have to finish it, but we do have to continue it, and we don't know where it's going to end, and we don't know if there's going to be space for us to get inside when it's over, but we have to keep working and keep building and punctuate our work with deep and fulfilling and renewing rest. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.